Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks Well, a very good evening from Southwest Florida. I hope you're all doing well today. And welcome to Sports Sounds Live. What is this, show 140, Chris? 140, and it's uh, April 20th, 42021. I know Sean's all excited. He's always talking about it. He can talk about it when he gets to his uh, part of the panel if he wants to. But anyway, because <laughs> he did have an alternative uh, poll question, but he, he's got a poll question I'll tell you about when we get to his part of the panel uh, introductions. But anyway, I am here along with Rick and... Um, Bill and Perry and Robert, Sean, and we will uh, regale you with the sports for the next couple of hours, and we've got a lot going on. Uh, unfortunately, we have 10 deaths this week. We're back to normal again. Let me get the two items out of the way that I'm supposed to handle, because we're going to try to do some of these uh, brief ones on the panel. We did have a golf tournament this week, and we did have a NASCAR this week, and we, nobody really watched them, uh, but the golf tournament was won by Stuart Sink, who was, uh, uh, how old is What did you say, Sean? He's 47. one of the oldest. He's 47, and he's, at the age of 47, he's been in the top 10 on the money list in four tournaments, and he's won two tournaments so far. So usually as a guy is winding down, getting ready to go to the Champions Tour, he's still yeah. dominating out there well, on the right like on Jack, the Jack Nicklaus in 86 was like 44 when he won the Masters, and that's the last year really yeah, he won that, so Yeah, but yeah. even that year, he didn't win a lot of tournaments right. that Jack year. Jack was 46 but, in 86, Chris. Yeah, he was 46, but he didn't. But that's, I mean, Jack Nicklaus is the closest yeah. you can think of, and he didn't. He wasn't in the money list at this time of the year, this early in the tour, even that year. So that's why they're saying it's a big accomplishment. You know? And Alex Bowman won the NASCAR race. I don't know much about him, uh, but he does. It does sound like a different winner. Uh, but as I say, we do have ten deaths. So let me run you down uh, the death uh, list, and then we'll get them later. We have William Red Mack, eighty-three years old. He played for Notre Dame and Pitt as a wide receiver and a running back. Uh, Notre Dame and Pittsburgh and Steelers, and also the Eagles. Alan Pastrana, Maryland quarterback. Uh, he was 76 years old, and he later went to Denver as a backup. Kind of a sad story when you read it. I'll tell you about him because you could see where injuries back in those days, you know, people usually bounce back from injuries. Well, he never did bounce back and have as good a year as he did his first year. Bob Slick Leonard, we've got more information on him. And as we mentioned last week, uh, player, player, coach, broadcaster, and uh, we will uh, tell you more about him. Uh, Harold Bradley Jr., 91. Son of, uh, he was the son of a father and son uh, a duo of African American players who played at, at Iowa. So, uh, and he also played in the and the first uh, the son of father son duo to play in the NFL too. Uh, Lynn Thomas, uh, 61 years old, 49ers defensive back. 
Uh, Leroy Keyes, Purdue, uh, of course, uh, he was the guy they were talking about, should you draft Leroy Keyes or O.J. Simpson that year? And, of course, uh, O.J. was drafted first. Keyes, I guess, went, I think it was no, second, actually, and Coons might have gone first. We'll get to that. But, anyway, he played for the Eagles. He played for Kansas City as a defensive back and a running back. Bruce Larson, 94, head of uh, Mid, uh, Midwestern State, I think. Uh, oh, no, Arizona, I think. Yeah, 61 through 72 yeah. basketball coach. Nelson uh, Haggerty, uh, he was the one that was head of Midwestern State. He was the coach, current coach now, only 47 years old and just died. Division yeah, two. School, yeah. Yeah, uh, Johnny Pearson, 95 years old, player and broadcaster for the Bruins. And uh, and uh, he also, um, we will talk about that. And it shows a little flaw in the Internet. If people don't remember their history. Uh, they missed some things on his, missed something on his career. So we'll talk about that. Fred R. Bannis, uh, he played for the uh, Dallas Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, and Michigan State tight end and then uh he became legally blind because of an attack i didn't re- i knew he was legally blind but i didn't realize he'd been attacked and that's why he lost his vision but anyway so for my uh, panel thing i just want to mention an, an inequity that i brought up last week and this is always the way baseball is because there's more hitters than pitchers so nobody cares about what happens with the pitchers and the inequity is that you still even in these seven inning games have to pitch five innings to get a win and that's not right you should have to pitch four innings in a seven inning game five innings a nine inning game Five innings in a nine-inning game is 55.5 or so percent. Uh, five innings in a seven-inning game is 71% of the game, 71.5 or so. And it's just you're having a different le- length of game. So why don't you change the rule? You know, this is ridiculous. And uh, people get paid based on the number of wins they get and so forth. That's part of arbitration. So it's really not fair to the pitchers, but there's three-fifths of the players basically are hitters. No one's going to pay any attention to it. So if they're going to keep the seven-inning doubleheaders, uh, they should make it a four-inning uh, chance for the for the win because that's, uh, you know, Chris, ridiculous. Uh, Len Casper said on Sunday now, and maybe I missed something, but if you pitch a no-hitter in a seven-inning game, that technically is not a no-hitter. That is uh, correct. Well, that's a, I was wondering about that because we have that Jordan Furniture thing up here in Boston yes. where if the, if the Red Sox pit, pitches pitch a no-hitter after August 3rd, any furniture you buy this year, you get free. You bought before that. Yes. I was wondering if a seven-inning game was going to count or not. Yeah, no. that, means, that will take all those out if, if they, you know, however many they have. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, boy. Okay, well, that there's a lot of problems. They, if you're going to have to have an inning game, if it changes the length of the game, you need to change the rules. And the, and the rule, reason he mentioned that, Chris, they have a contest with the White Sox. Yeah. That if I think they call it a no hitter contest, and on Sunday he said because it's a seven inning, you know, two seven inning games, and nobody can pitch a no hitter, there was no contest that day. Yeah, jeez. Okay, Rick, what do you got? Okay, well, first of all, you said um, more hitters than pitches. Is that true anymore? I, I keep hearing about like four getting pitches on the staff. Yeah, it's getting closer. But I think even the teams that have three bench players still have. Uh, they might have twelve pitchers, but they still got thirteen or fourteen hitters, something like that. Well, like know. the White Sox. In- in the Boston series, Chris they had fourteen pitchers. That's what I heard. Yeah, so that's why that's why it made okay. me think about. Okay, yeah. certain teams are doing it that way, yeah. but the general membership certainly has more hitters in it. You okay. know, and they're not really. They, they've never when you when you think about the bargaining or things that they've done, they've always been for the offense. Have not been for the pitchers. You know. Now, and, uh, and I have a sh- I have a shot against baseball myself because I okay. I think if like the Red Sox had Sunday with this doubleheader. Now they're calling it a, a split doubleheader, but they the game's only. Like like four hours apart, the starting right. times. 
to me, if if you're, if it's not a real doubleheader, if it's separate admission, it should not be seven inning games. That's I, mean, I, consumer, I agree. Consumer advocate that I am, the people <laughs> that bought those tickets in, originally were paying for not you know weather permitting nine innings of baseball, and they weren't right. getting it. And not That's only right. that, not only that, Rick, when they have a, a two a set of games like that, if you look in the baseball rule book, that is not a, a split doubleheader is really the wrong term because it's not a doubleheader. It isn't listed that way in the rule book. Yeah, I mean, you could you could you can call anything. You could call a game on Sunday and a game on Monday a split doubleheader if you want to. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, um, well, it's it's four twenty and I'm high on life and the um, <laughs> and the uh, getting close to the NFL draft, which I really love. So yeah. that's exciting. Um, and it, it would have been. Usually would have the schedule right about now, but it's not going to be May this year, I guess, because they had to wait for the official having the 17th game and get that all together. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, everything's good, Perry. Yesterday we had snow in April. So, I mean, that was just something. But at least we didn't get a few inches. Kansas City got a lot more than we did this morning. But um, I'll, I'll give you a baseball one, too, our. The announcer for the Iowa Cubs, Alex Cohen, tweeted, as it was snowing yesterday, he said, just one man's opinion, I wouldn't be disappointed if the minor league season went from May until later in September anyway. So (laughs) just from another man's opinion, I wouldn't be disappointed either because the weather is always a problem in April here. There's not any, and, and really, you don't start getting your attendance until May so I don't think many people who have minor league baseball in their town would be disappointed with that if that would happen. Mm. Bill, by the way, we hit seventy today. So, <sighs> yep. oh, we didn't. It was maybe we didn't. It was maybe it was freezing. If it was, if if we were lucky, we maybe hit forty today, Bill. <laughs> right. Well, fortunately, uh, the only thing I'm stressing over is my new speaker that didn't come or has been. Well been put on delay my little portable um sonos Rome speaker that acts like a um you know that's an amazon device and google and and all that good stuff that's my biggest stress but i am also waiting on the nfl draft i'm very much looking forward to that i always do every year all these projected trades and swaps and who's going to be the third pick in the draft and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And how many flops is going to, you know, how many busts will there be? How many gyms will there be in the third, fourth round? Um, So looking forward to that. And I think it's... um, The Reds, Bill, the Reds still haven't collapsed yet. Not yet. Nope. But that's just another week or two. But hey, hey every enjoy. week they don't. Every week they don't. That's one more week that they won't. That's right. And well, it, yeah. Boy, truer words were never spoken, Perry. Right? <laughs> right. Well, um, um, I'm happier than I have been because my A's. Oh, we're always we're always good. We we always feel better when we know you're happy, Robert. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, my A's have won eight in a row, and uh, we have a, a two seven-inning games today thanks to the Minnesota Twins COVID situation, which happily did not get as bad as it could have. Um, so uh, we have to be thankful for that. And also, Chris was asking last week about boxing on Kentucky Derby Day, May 1st. 
Well, uh, I didn't know that there was going to be, but yes, there will be, and you have to pay for it. And I don't think, uh, I don't think it's worth it. Although I got to give the boxing people credit; they actually lowered the price due to COVID, so it's not your normal seventy-five, eighty dollars. It'll be uh, former heavyweight champion Andy Ruiz fighting a heavyweight contender who has fought for the title at least twice and lost, Chris Ariola. That'll be your pay-per-view heavyweight fight this year on Kentucky Derby Day. And the price is going to be $55 for those that actually want to buy it. So i got to give the boxing people credit. They actually reduced the price instead of raised it for once. Um, and uh, so I, and I didn't pay attention to NASCAR this week because I was, I, I was actually out buying brand-new TVs, which I'll have installed in the next couple of days. Good. So, so there right, we go. Sean. Hey, Sean, it's all yours. All right. Well, hey, guys. Well, first of all, for those that are partaking, let's say happy 420 to y'all. I never learned about it until after I quit. Never learned about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, but well, maybe they don't, have a lot. Yeah. Well, Sean, they don't have a beer drinking yeah. day. That's what yeah. we need. Really. Yeah, and, and we tom- uh, tomorrow, one of our consultants who listens some uh, is having her 15th anniversary. So happy anniversary to Lone Star. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Consult- one, of our, one of our many consultants. Yeah, we have consultants. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, She's one of our consultants, so happy anniversary to them. Uh, Also, we've got the poll question coming up uh, tonight. Uh, We're going to talk about your dream matchups, two teams from any era that you always would have liked to have seen. If you could ever get these two teams to play each other, or two individuals, even if it's two golfers or two boxers or two, you know, it can be two of whatever from from any era in different sports. Think about some of your, your dream matchups that you'd like to see. And, of course, you can call in for that, or we'll run any subject by downloading the Zoom app or dialing 646 876-9923 and then do 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, if you want to contest us throughout the week, 773-572-7715 or email us sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. And my thing, this is something, now, I, God, I mentioned soccer last week to Austin's expansion team, but this is kind of a global deal because it's, you know, globally, these are like the big, this would be like your major League Baseball and the Japanese League did something, or which probably you might see down the line if some of the big conferences in college football, I think they would be more likely to do this, but you know, but it won't happen in the pro. But there was talk of uh, some of the top teams in European soccer, like Manchester United, AC Milan, some of these, uh, Chelsea, some of these over there from the British English Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, Italian Serie A, and the German Bundesliga. There are talk of several of these teams who have American owners who were talking about, you know, why do we got to play for our leagues? Why not create this super league and play each other? And it caused a lot of controversy in Europe because, you know, most of the teams over there, they have long hundreds of year traditions. I mean, neighborhood teams and loyalty and they, and it was, you know, most of them are owned by Europeans or Saudi Arabians owners, but these are, they're like, all these Americans coming, trying to ruin our game. And, you know, they were not, it was caught. And the, I guess the body where they have teams from each of these leagues all play each other in what they call Champions League, the UEFA, told them, they said, well, you, you're Super League. You're not going to be part of our organization with your league if you do this. And the FIFA, the governing body who says, you know, the World Cup, 
they're even saying, well, players from your teams, if you do this league, I don't think we're not going to let y'all play for your countries in the World Cup as they come up. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting little, they're still, and some teams are kind of backing off, but they've been having fun with different leagues. Like, hey, what if, what if these leagues all, teams from this league, this league, it'll be like if the New York Yankees and Dodgers and the Tokyo Giants all got together and said, let's form our own super baseball league or something like yeah. that, I guess. But it, it won't happen, but I mean, it's yeah. kind of interesting. No, I like they, tradition. They, I, I think the Europeans are right. I think, you know, come, you yeah. know, we just, and you know, they're yeah. looking at it probably from a bottom line. Well, we could fill the stadium and uh, we can have this in New York and that in Los Angeles and you know they're thinking of these things and bringing these things yeah, the, particularly and, to the United yeah, States they're looking, they're, looking at, they're looking at TV ratings because English Premier League Soccer on NBC and their family of networks on Saturday morning do very well the German League does pretty well for Fox and that's exactly what they're looking at but these guys are like wait a minute now I think where you could see where it might happen like I said if the big, the big five conferences break off from the NCAA and say we're doing our own, you know, either a 48 or 64 team kind of deal. You know, that's probably the most likely to happen. And TV contracts are up in 24, 25. But, I mean, it's, I mean globally, sports-wise, it's kind of interesting. It's like, well, what would happen if some of these NHL teams and some of the European hockey teams hooked up or something? You know, because that's probably the closest relevant that could yeah, happen. I think the, the challenges the like we had in the 70s and 80s were fun, especially with the Cold yeah. War atmosphere, you know, and, the Russian Army. Coming do, in and all yeah, that, and the way they the way they do it now, these leagues all play each other anyway. They you know t- top teams from these leagues, but they're like, yeah. well, why are we giving to them? Let's do it ourselves. But anyway, well, like, yeah. And the the other yeah. the other thing quickly, the NHL because a lot of the top uh, players are, are already here. They're already playing yeah. in the in the uh, NHL, yeah. so that you know that yeah. it takes but, away I mean, from what, a, what we have. probably wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't happen in football or basketball because no, you know, there's no other. Okay, well, getting back to good old baseball, I got the standings for you going into yeah. today. Uh, April 20th on Tuesday, <clears throat> American League East, the Red Sox are 11 and 6, Tampa Bay 9 and 8, Toronto 7 and 9, Baltimore 7 and 9, and the Yankees are 5 and 10. They have the worst record in the American League. Oh, that's it's a shame. A, yeah, and, and their the fans, first. Chris, are going berserk. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they, George isn't there anymore. So, the, you know, there's a little bit more calmness. He would have fired everybody by now. But the thing is, this is, it, it was, I guess, um, uh, Will Fleming stirred up things the other day because he sent out a tweet or something uh, during the ball game on Thursday that the Red Sox starting rotation is better than the Yankees. He got them all upset. Both rotations are coming off different injuries and different uh, circumstances. But so far, you know, it's been true. The Red Sox rotation hasn't been great, but it's been better than theirs. And they're not hitting is their biggest problem. But no. they ended up, um, they were, this is the, wor- the last time they were so this bad or in, uh, with the worst record in the league this late in the season in 1968 after 15 games. And uh, they ended up finishing fifth, you know, 83-79. They came back a little bit. But, you know, this is uh, – We'll see what happens. But no team looks good when they're not hitting. The Red Sox had that happen at the beginning of the season. The Cubs, uh, Perry was talking about that earlier. And you've looked lifeless and, uh, you know, whatever. So uh, the Yankees, and, of course, we all picked them. Everybody in the country yep. picked them. So, uh, but it's way early. American League Central, it's way early. Kansas City's in first place with 9-6. and six. Cleveland, 8-7. and seven. Chicago, White Sox, 8-9. and nine. Minnesota, 6-8. and eight. And Detroit, 6-10. and 10. In the West, Seattle eleven and six. There again, Angels. Rick's Angels eight and six. Rick, Rick and Bill. Uh, Rick and Bill's Angels. Yeah, um, they used to be Charlie's, but they're not anymore. <laughs> Oakland, yeah. Oakland nine and seven. Texas eight and nine. Houston seven and eight. There in last oh, place. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people. Na- are. National League East. 
the uh, Mets are seven and four. They they don't play much, but when they play, they win a lot. <laughs> Philadelphia yeah. eight and eight. Uh, Miami seven and eight. Atlanta uh, seven and nine, and Washington five and nine. In the Central, we have Cincinnati still leading at nine and six. Milwaukee nine and seven. The Cardinals are eight and eight. Pittsburgh the seven and nine, and the Cubs are six and nine in last place. And in the West, we have the Dodgers. At, uh, now these three teams are kicking it. Dodgers thirteen and four. The Giants are ten and six, and San, uh, San Diego's ten and eight. So we may have uh, the three California teams. Uh, you know, last year didn't make hockey's playoffs. It may not make this year's hockey playoffs. But they may be the three uh, three of the National League representatives uh, looking at the way the divisions because the teams behind them that they'll be playing a lot. Arizona at six and ten, and Colorado. Four and twelve. So if they beat up on those guys, uh, they could be. You could see a let's say San Diego, San Francisco wild card game, and the Dodgers win the division or something like that. Well, heck, you and might we, have. We know, Chris, that uh, when you go through those standings, we know the Pirates will stay at seven and nine because they have been uh, snowed out today. Yeah. So they well, the have, a have a chance split. to tie the try for last anyway. They could, and the Pirates will have a split doubleheader tomorrow, two ten and six forty with the Tigers. Tigers in Detroit. And so, uh, so uh, there is one game ongoing, and uh, maybe we'll get a score on that. That started at four ten Eastern, which was the Dodgers at Seattle, and then actually six ten uh, also starting the White Sox at Cleveland. We have Atlanta at the uh, Chris. Met. It is one zero Dodgers in the top of the ninth. Okay, okay. And, and then we have, like I said, the White Sox at Cleveland. Atlanta at the uh, at the uh, Yankees at six thirty five, at six forty we have Baltimore at Miami, Minnesota, Minnesota o- Oakland also six thirty. That is oh, okay. six thirty. Okay. First game of the doubleheader. First game of the doubleheader. Then we have, uh, and that's right, uh, Arizona at Cincinnati at six forty, Pittsburgh at Detroit. We already talked about seven oh five. St. Louis at Washington, San Francisco at Philadelphia seven ten, Toronto at the Red Sox seven forty. The Mets are at Chicago eight uh, ten. That's an ESPN game. That's okay. Okay. Tampa Bay at Kansas City at eight ten. Eight at the well. You said there was snow in Kansas City today, so we'll yep. see. Eight forty. Houston at Colorado. Uh, Nine thirty eight. Texas at L.A. Angels. Of course, we're used to the sevens with Toronto, but they're into the eight there yes. in Angel Land and uh, Bill and Norks Angels. Ten ten. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee and San Diego. So that's the schedule. So and of course the second game news. of the Twins. The second game of the Twins A's will be like what forty five minutes after Perry. How, how do they do that now? Nowadays? 45 minutes after. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right. Okay, so let's see. we got a bunch of baseball. Now, tomorrow, notes. tomorrow, if you just yep. like listening to games, mm-hmm. you might want to turn on the Brewers broadcast because uh, Jeff Levering and Lane Grendel said they will have fun on Wednesday talking about Tom Hallion and his strike calls and, you know, all the other stuff <laughs> that comes along with Tom Hallion. Okay. Okay. So speaking of umpires, Joe West won his suit against uh, Paul LaDuca. And uh, starting, uh, Joe West started to umpire in 1976, part-time, full-time in the National League in 78. He's umpired going into this year 5,345 uh, games. And Bill Clem is the all-time leader with 5,370. So Joe West will probably catch him around the end of the month, beginning of May. Uh, and he said he's going to retire at the end of the year, Chris. LaDuca said, and I don't know why, this is really dumb. I don't know why LaDuca even said half of this stuff. LaDuca said that Billy Wagner uh, was called, uh, that uh, Joe West called out three batters for Billy Wagner, and, and he was Wagner's catcher. Uh, because, uh, because and he called him on a strike because uh, Joe West got to ride in, in Billy Wagner's 57 Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know why. Well, if you get a break like that, if somebody's doing something, why would you yeah. point it out? 
Then LaDuca said that he had been uh, ejected 15 times in his career and eight or nine by West. But what's actually true, when they looked it up, uh, there were eight ejections for LaDuca and just one was by West. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. And and Billy Wagner, what was it? They only He was only involved in our one game with LaDuca and West, and he didn't, Billy Wagner yeah, didn't. Yeah, and, and the rest of the time that LaDuca was talking about, uh, Billy Wagner didn't even pitch, to, you know. So right. It, so it, it may have been a 420 moment. I don't yeah, even know. Could have been. So, isn't LaDuca, kind of, from what we've heard, isn't he kind of a strange guy anyway? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. 254000 West got uh, for uh, mental anguish, and then he got 250000 for um, uh, you know, PR, you know, the loss of reputation or whatever. Yes. Then we did have another no-hitter, and actually the White Sox, I didn't realize, you know, the White Sox have not been your big contenders. They've only won, you know, like twice, well, 2005, maybe back in the 1950s. What, 59? Well, no, they won the pennant, and they, yeah. uh, but they didn't win the World Series. But I'm saying oh, they've only right. won a couple of championships. Carlos Rodan pitched the 20th high, uh, hit no-hitter in yeah. White Sox history. Yeah. That's it's amazing. It's I think second most, right? I, I would think so. I'm sure That's why I heard second, only behind the Dodgers, you have 23. That makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So, uh, yeah, against Cleveland, and it was uh, – uh, almost a, a, a perfect game because uh, one of the Cleveland batters got hit by a pitch, and uh, so that was that was that. But uh, let's see, uh, and then let's see, that was on Wednesday. Then it, uh, Atlantic League, we got some uh, rule things that uh, I, I'm not totally clear on. Now, one of the things they were are thinking about, and the Atlantic League is a, a it's not affiliated with MLB. They, uh, you know, that's where players go uh, to to play, and then they might hook on with an MLB. Uh, they kind of have an afterwards. unofficial. They have an unofficial affiliation now, but it's where they test out things. But they don't. Yeah, have they test official, out all kinds of new rules. Yeah, before they, they were an independent league. But, with the team. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they're independent. They don't have like they're not affiliated with each right. individual team. They're just like right. here we so, have the Brockton Rocks, and that's right. the kind of league it is. So. They're one thing about moving the mound back a foot, yep. uh, which of course you know again is not too good for the pitchers. And then they, they think they think. By the way, that will slow down. That will eliminate some strikeouts. That's correct. Okay, That's well, you know, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. And then they are saying that if you take out the starter, but they didn't give any an, an innings limit on this, doesn't, that you would lose your DH. Does not matter. Does not it matter. does not matter. Uh, yeah. See, I could. Yeah. So, so you, Chris, if you're the starting pitcher and I come out and give you the hook in the first inning. Right. My DH is gone. Yeah, yeah. That you know, I I see where if they want to avoid the opener, which right. you know, yeah. whatever, that maybe after three, you know, make the starter pitch three innings and then not take the DH out. That might be the the, the way to make it because an opener always pitches at least three innings. So, but yeah, wouldn't, but you, no, wouldn't you think though? Why would you want that rule? Because they want teams to spend big money on these DH guys. That's right. Yeah. And if you're going to take happen. them out, and if you take them out when the starting pitcher comes out, they're not going to do that. No. no. And then somebody brought up in baseball today about if there's an injury. Well, I think what you'd have to do is if you took a starting pitcher out for that, you automatically had to put him on the IL for the 10 days at least because you're saying he's injured. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I don't think you'd be able to fool around with that. So I don't, no, think, that I, I don't think that – I, I don't know if either one of these rules are going to make it to the majors, but I, I really don't think that double hook thing is going to – No, I think that's no, weird. Nobody's, nobody's going to put up with their DH being on the bench because I, I do expect that we will have 
after all the fighting and bickering is over with next year, I do expect that we will we'll have the DH yeah. in both leagues. Yeah. yeah, maybe moving the mound back a foot, you know, because, hey, they lowered the mound in 1969, so, yeah. you know, the mound, but it has been in the same spot since, I think, 1893 or something like that. Right. So, which is exactly the same. This was something that Rick knows about. Lee Stang, who pitched for the Red Sox, said that the mound was exactly the same distance as the, you know, the end of a bowling alley, yeah. and that that is how he uh, improved his control. He was a very good bowler, and he would bowl in the off season, and that's how he he would uh, remain you know in shape to to be a good pitcher. So yeah, that's what that's what that's one of the activities a year during, during Red Sox games back then. Yeah, that's but, one of the activities that Mookie Betts do, does during yeah. the off season. Chris, he's a very good bowler. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Yadier Molina, what I like is when David gives us some of these all time lists. They're kind of cool. Yadier yeah. Molina caught his 2000th game the other day, and it was his 2000th game at catcher and only one uh, with a sing. He's the only one to do that with a single team. And then uh, uh, David USF gave us the all-time games caught list. Ten is uh, Jim Sunberg at uh, 1927. Nine was A.J. Perzinski at 1,036. Eight was Brad Osmus at 1,038. Seven was uh, Tony Pena. 1050, and then six is uh, yeah, Mal- Mal- uh, 1950. I'm, I'm reading these wrong. Yeah, 1936, you're... 1938, and 1959 for Pena. <laughs> 1950 for Pena. And the thing is, so he's seventh, and Yadier is sixth. Fifth is uh, Jason Kendall with 2025. Four is Gary Carter with, let's see, 2056. Three is Bob Boone, 2225. Two is Carlton Fisk with 2226. And the all-timer is Yvonne Rodriguez, uh, Pudge also, 2427. So there you go. Cody Bellinger uh, has a hairline fibula fracture, and so he's going to be uh, the, the estimate. They didn't give an official estimate by the Dodgers, but David looked up online and found that he thought it looks like he'd be out six to eight weeks. Well, and he, that happened during the A's series when the Dodgers were in Oakland. They, they had a collision at first base between him and the pitcher, and both players uh, were injured on the play. And uh, so both both players got put on the uh, uh, IL the very next day. So. Well, at the time that David put that in, the Dodgers were six and one after he got hurt. They've, they've lost a couple since then, but just, yeah. just you know, one injury can you know. Yeah. So, and Jacob Degrom struck out struck out fourteen uh, men on Saturday. And that was the second time in a row that he had done that. And uh, let's see. He struck uh, nine in a row, right? And Which, nine in a yeah, row. Nine in a row. Came with one, the, one of the nine records. Yeah, yeah and that's the, right. And the record is Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. Seaver. Yeah. Uh, ten in a row in uh, four twenty-two seventy. But the uh, nine in a row list. You want that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, oh, and by DeGrom has a 0.45 ERA. And uh, Tyler Alexander did it on 802.20. This is going backwards. Yeah. Uh, Max Scherzer on 10.03.15. You see, near late late in the season, these guys, you know, let's get out of here. We don't care. Uh, Doug Fister, nine twenty seven twelve. Aaron uh, Harang, five four thirteen twelve. Ricky Nolasco, nine thirty oh nine. Uh, Jake Peavy, our old friend, four twenty five oh seven. That wouldn't have been when he was here, I don't think, though. Uh, Mickey Welsh did it in two twenty eight eighteen eighty four. So there you go. 
And uh, let's see. And the Dodgers, after Saturday, had matched their best start, which was the 1955 Dodgers at 13-2. and two. But, of course, they've, again, lost a couple since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Bruce retired after Sunday's game. He didn't play on Sunday's, in Sunday's game. He had 319 home runs. You know, I was always hearing about him as a young phenom coming up, and, oh, he's going to, you know, really straighten things out for the Reds and all that. And I always got the feeling people were always disappointed in him. I don't know. How did you feel about him, Bill? Um, mixed. Mixed. He had a lot of big home runs, and he was a what I call a good player, not a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, he might get you thirty home runs a year. Um, he was pretty good. The only reason the Reds traded him is for salary reasons okay. at that time to do a salary and dump. His, and his defense wasn't exactly great. Uh, no, no, he had a he good was arm. Not a good defensive. No, player. he had a good arm, but he couldn't always catch everything. He was from yeah. Texas, and. He, um, the last time the Reds, no, I mean, the last time they won a division championship, he hit a home run to win the game. Yeah, he was good, but he wasn't great. He he didn't live up to the expectations, but he was good. Well, he hit 319 home runs, which has surprised me. I didn't know he had that many. So he had about 20 homers a year or something like 2025 home runs. Nine years with the Reds, so his majority was with the Reds. Uh, Yeah, he played with the Reds, uh, Seattle, the Mets, and and Phillies. uh, So Steven Strasburg went on the IL. uh, He does that every year. Yeah. Shane Bieber, and that's after holding him out of all those games back years ago. Yeah, yeah right. It certainly has worked out well. I'm sure John would be laughing his head off about it. Shane <laughs> Bieber had 13 strikeouts the other day, and the first with 10 or more in the first four starts since the mound uh, was moved to where it is in 1893, like I told you. Yeah. So I guess we need to move it back some more. Uh, okay, and then we t- already talked about the Yankees and their their bad start. Wow. And I guess there's even talk about firing the manager and, you know, all this other stuff. I, all I don't, the calls are they're not going after Cashman and the manager. They yeah. want everybody here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think this is uh, Brian Cashman. Well, it could be Brian Cashman's fault because he was the one that signed some of these people. But yeah. I don't think it's Brett Boone's fault. I, I, you know, I don't know. But New York has Aaron Boone. Uh, somebody. Aaron Boone. It's Aaron definitely Boone. not his brother. His brother's fault. No. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Boone. That's, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Too many Boone. Uh, Daniel. Okay. Uh, Vin Scully got a, a World Series ring uh, for the, from the Dodgers in 2020. I think that's really cool. You yeah. know the thing. The thing that's cool about this, the team can decide about these rings, and of course the players get their share. But you used to have some horrible things that would happen. Somebody come and play for three in. We're not going to give them a share. We didn't like them. Yeah. You know, there's two different scale nowadays. I think that kind of gets taken care of with the rings. You know, the rings are worth more than the shares are. Right. Well, the money shares back then were a big deal to some of those players. They were, yeah. and they would divide yeah. it. So if they was $500,000 available and you decide to throw in another guy, it would cost you money. Yeah. So, you know, that That's was right. that, that was the deal. So uh, anyway, that used to be the big uh, calling card for the Yankees. You know, well, you're going to get your World Series share every year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, and, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and the by date schedules have come out for baseball. So uh, I've gotten, Pierre's gotten that, and uh, uh, let's see, uh, I got Reese, it. I should say, you got yours, and uh, Jerry yeah. got his. And, uh, Pierre said that uh, they got there by team schedule today. Oh, okay. Right. 
Okay. And it looks like, and maybe you can comment on this, Perry. It looks like uh, my friend Steve uh, helped me with it the other day. Apparently, at least for me, looks like I'm going to have to renew every year with uh, get Miss A on board with uh, Alexa. Uh, you know, Miss A getting on board with MLB because it doesn't seem like they are automatically uh, hooked up. Now, I thought they were a couple years ago, but they certainly weren't this year. Uh, mine was. Well, okay. I don't know what goes on with, with mine, but uh, we had to do that. And I know somebody else was having trouble with that, too. Yeah, uh, Fran and baseball today. Fran and it's baseball not, it's today. not unheard of because I've had it happen before. This year I didn't, but it is not unheard of that that happens. Right. So I think that's it. That's all I had for baseball. We got any more, well, any more baseball? We do not, but we're past the bottom of the hour. So why don't we go okay. ahead and do the break and we'll come back. Do an NFL. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're back, and it is time to move on to the football subject. All right. NFL. Well, Aaron Donald uh, didn't have the best week, but it turned out okay. He apparently was uh, accused of assaulting this guy who filed a uh, suit. Uh, This was supposedly happening in Pittsburgh. Uh, Aaron played his um, college football pit and then went on to the Rams, of course. And uh, he was accused of attacking this guy. And then... But he actually was attacked first, and the other people uh, beat the accuser up, and it, and it's on video. So he's he's all set. And uh, apparently they had bumped in in a you know bar uh, or some kind of after hours club, and uh, Donald went out. The, this guy went outside. They kind of threw him out because he was hassling Harold Donald, Aaron Donald. They threw him out, and then when Donald went to leave, this guy went to attack him, and a whole bunch of other. And he pulled uh, what did you pull a bottle on him? He had a bottle. He pulled it on him, and then a bunch of Donald's friends and everybody, you know, really beat up this guy. So uh, it was not Aaron Donald. So uh, this guy just uh, 
made the wrong choice on that on that deal. So uh, so that was it. Uh, let's see. And Aaron Donald was actually trying to uh, stop the fight. So uh, they see they see that on the video. So uh, okay. And then Alex Smith uh, retired this uh, yesterday um, because he had you know come back of course from his uh, bad leg injury in 2018 was able to play for the Washington Football Team in 2020 and uh, did a reasonable job. But uh, then of course they I think they had caught him, hadn't they? I think yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. So and, I've got and, and he said in his uh, release yesterday that Jacksonville offered him quite a bit of money they wanted him to come in and be the backup for lawrence but uh, he decided not to continue yeah, yeah. i've got something okay. on alex smith i wanted to run by you guys and see if you can get, i guess on something okay. um he's the he's the, the sixth quarterback in the history of the nfl to throw for thirty four thousand yards and also rush for 2600 yards now the other five i'm going to give you four of them see if you can guess the fifth one the fifth one kind of amazed me uh-huh. there's there's elway yeah. aaron Rodgers. Fran Tarkington and Donovan McNabb. Uh, Any Randall guesses Cunningham? on the fifth? No. Rand- yeah, Randall Cunningham. But, no, no. Uh, no? Okay. Uh, Rodney uh, Pete probably didn't throw enough. Uh, I'll give you a hint. He's still playing. Oh, right. No, no. No, no. no. Um, still playing. How many yards did you say they'd rush for? Rush for 2,600. Mahomes? No, no. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Um, plays for the Patriots. Let's see. No, no, He probably it's, hasn't thrown for enough. He's not let's see. Uh, how long has he been in the league, Rick? Oh, a long time. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron well, Rodgers. He, well, he, he was, was one. He was, he was already on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it, believe or not, it's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. I, I, mean, I would have never guessed that. No, I mean, you think of him as a journeyman and a last resort and stuff. He's actually had a pretty darn good career. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Alden Smith had. Signed with Seattle, but he's now wanted in Louisiana on for assault charges. So yeah. that's well, this guy—he's always been—he's right? yeah. always been in and out of trouble. He uh, he he was in trouble a lot with the 49ers and and Raiders, and of course he got himself uh, basically suspended for the league for he was out of the league for what five years before he played with the Cowboys last yeah. year. So, yeah. um, buyer beware in this case, yeah. right? So, Rick, you got any other? Yeah, a couple, just a couple more free agent signings. Um, uh, Javian Clowney, who seems to be a free agent every year, signed with Cleveland. Yeah. Um, they're thinking maybe with Miles Garrett on the other side, that might work out pretty well. Okay. Um, today, Cordero Patterson signed with Atlanta. Oh, he's on the um, team every year, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it, it's a shame they have the, the kickoff rules the way they do now because he is a great kickoff returner. Yeah. But you just don't get to return many these days. Nope. Um, Mike Tomlinson signed a three-year extension today. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, a um, couple of things that happened kind of like last week. Um, Brett Reed, the son of Andy Reed, finally got charged with um, felony uh, driving while intoxicated in the accident mm-hmm. that seriously injured that five-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, you meant Mike Tomlin, right? Got the- Mike yeah, Tomlin. Mike I'm Tomlin. sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> just something that struck me funny. Um, if anything will be funny in this Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. Um, oh, there's you know, more. Uh, he's yeah. up. Oh, he's man. up to 22 accusers now. Okay. And and um, our buddy Rusty Harding <laughs> last week pulled in 18 more therapists who he hired that he that said that he didn't do anything wrong with them. Yeah, well, to me that's like a, a mass murder. 
murderer coming out and bringing all these people and say, I didn't kill these people. I, yeah. These people well, are still alive, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I might have killed them, but I did today. Don't you guys firmly think that uh, he's not going to play football this year no. because they're going to have to put him on the uh, commissioner's list? Commission is beginning yeah. to look Probably. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Rusty, was it? Yeah. Rusty spoke out again today, apparently. Oh, geez, okay. and Rusty is claiming that he has proof that he will get all 22 of these charges dismissed because he even has one woman who flat said if he had paid, who said it was consensual and said she would back him up if they had just paid her the money. So that's according to Rusty Arden today. Latest, so. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. No, there's and, too much smoke, and you can't have a guy starting in the league. And uh, I forget, who did Houston pick up? They did pick up another quarterback. Uh, they have. Well, they, uh, up, they, got, they got Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy that was at Cincinnati, I forget. Uh, uh, yeah, what's his name? What's um, Finley. Yeah. Finley, Finley, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have two like backups, so but I think they're going to have to just and, go with that because I yeah. don't think uh, he's going to. You know, originally when I heard that the, the timing sounded funny to me, and I kind of thought it was there was something wrong. But then when you start hearing about how he's flown in all these different therapists, like how, why do you need all these different? You find one that's good and you stick with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And then a couple things I found out, and I don't have the list of all the names, but I guess Washington introduced all nineteen uh, the nineteen finalists for a name to their season ticket. Oh yeah. Let them vote on him. Yeah. I thought he wants to keep it as the football team. For this year. For, For this, this year. year. Oh, okay. That I is on was... the list, though. That is on the yeah. list of 19. Yeah. But okay. he, he's giving it, and it's like the Commanders, the Red Wolves, the Warriors, because they could play on the Wounded Warriors. Yeah. Uh, D.C. <laughs> football Club, the Washington Football Club, the yeah. Capital Football Club. But there's oh like a bunch of, yeah. yeah the Red Tails. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Red yeah. Tails are one of them. The, right. uh, the Presidents. There's one. Okay. Yeah, yeah Quincy High is going to have to have something whole... to say about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about all I don't have all 19, but it's just some yeah. of them are just kind of like, mm. But And also, uh, according to multiple sources, Miami is interested in possibly trading that six pick that they picked up from Philadelphia after all the shopping around. Well, no, not, only that, but yeah. not, not only that, but Carolina is talking about trading the A pick. Dallas well, is talking about getting, trading. That's, hold on, that's what I'm getting into. Yeah. Uh, Carolina and Denver are two of the top considerations because Miami, if they think they can get one of these receivers or tight end, you know, get somebody at eight or nine, they would be interested in dealing Brady with six, you know, Carolina yeah. or Denver. Carolina or Denver. But not the so Patriots. That, I know that. And now, uh, Rick, no. I also heard today that Dave Gettleman's thinking about trading the 11th pick. If, if, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you're always got to be thinking about it. Yeah. You? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. What, what do you bet, Belichick, after all this 15-pick uh, excitement around here, what do, you, what do you bet he'd trade down? He just always well, That's what he day. always does. That always, you know, I'm sitting there. It's Thursday night. I say, okay, they're going to pick around 10 o'clock. I don't know. They're going to pick around 1130. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> you know, or tomorrow or something. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Any more NFL? That's it for me. Uh, there is not, it. but we do have some. We do have a baseball story that just came across. Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals headed to the IL with a uh, aggravated shoulder. Okay. okay. Never That's aggravated right. shoulder. Here's another idea. one too. Mustakas, Mike Mustakas, ten day. Mustakas, yeah. Yeah, ten okay. day DL for the okay. Reds. Just well, that's, don't no, me. that's not good for the Reds. You don't want to start seeing your guys go no, on there. Uh, and then they've got uh, the Castellano. He's out for two games because of that suspension. So no, they're a little. Oh, down. Chris, you didn't even mention the, uh, in baseball the Ryan Tapera of the Cubs suspended. Or was that last week? 
But uh, he was suspended. He, yeah, he, that, that, that suspension got issued on Friday. David Ross had to sit out, but Tapera is appealing. I haven't heard whether well, he was apparently with this Well, apparently with this Michael Hill that's doing the suspensions, he probably isn't going to have much of a chance. because I didn't hear about it. I, I don't know what yeah, happened. The, so, the, what yeah. this is, is is the Brewers, of course, had a problem throwing at the Cubs, and uh, Tapera basically threw it behind Brandon Woodruff, and uh, he got three games for that. Man, he, yeah. said, he said we need to get to the point where baseball isn't getting so soft is the way to pair a word. <laughs> I like and, that, actually. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is baseball and football related, kind of, sort of. And we've all we've had fun with Aaron Rodgers and Jeopardy and all that stuff. Apparently now being added to the list of hosts for Jeopardy sometime maybe in July is Joe Buck. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Joe Buck's going to host Jeopardy for a couple okay. weeks. Have his oh, that, two week yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'd ever take it, but, you know, it's kind of a fun gig, yeah. I guess. 46 okay. days a year. He can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the NBA, here we go. <clears throat> In the East, we have Philadelphia at um, 39 and 18. So we'll remember, everybody, it's uh, 72 games. So we're getting down to the you know the last month of the season. It's supposed to right. end on the 16th. So mm-hmm. 39. So a lot of teams are going to have to play to get this done. They're going to have to play a lot of back-to-backs and uh, not too yeah. many off nights for people. So Philadelphia is at 39 and 18. Brooklyn, 38 and 19. Milwaukee, 35 and 22. Then we get to the fourth late battle and as I say, it's kind of flip-flopped a little bit. You have teams that moved into the fourth-place part of it, and teams went down to the play-in part. Then the Celtics and Knicks moved up, and the Heat and the Charlotte moved down. Okay. Atlanta at 31-26. and 26. Celtics 31-27. They're in fifth now. The Knicks are 31-27. and 27. They're in sixth. Then for the uh, play, those are the seeded teams. Miami is now 30 and 28. Charlotte 28 and 28. Indiana 26 and 31. Chicago 24 and 33. They're in 10th right now, but the Wizards are also 24 and 33. And Toronto is 24 and 34. So Chicago is in a big mess there. So right now the play play in games would be the seven would be uh, Miami and the eighth would be Charlotte. So Charlotte uh, Miami would host Charlotte. Indiana would host either Chicago. Right now, be Chicago, Washington, or Toronto. So there you go. Cleveland is uh, twenty and thirty-seven. So they're not going anywhere. Orlando. Bulls, by the way, Chris. The Bulls, by the way, think that now with their revamped roster, they're starting to click. So they they think they're going to well, be they okay. Good last night. I mean, they, they did, think they'll they be did okay. okay last night. But yeah. that was coming off a, a road trip where the uh, Celtics, you know, swept Denver, Portland, and the Lakers, and then had a great game against the Warriors. So they had a letdown. But the Bulls got the win. I mean, the point is, you get the wins when you can get them. That's right. Uh, Cleveland twenty and thirty-seven. <laughs> Orlando eighteen. <laughs> And 39, Detroit 18 and 40. So that's it for the East. In the West, we have Utah at 43 and 15, Phoenix 41 and 16, the Clippers are 40 and 19, Denver 37 and 20, the Lakers 35 and 23, Portland 32 and 24. Those are your seeded teams. Then you go to Dallas at 30 and 26. Memphis at 29 and 27, Golden State 29 and 29, and San Antonio 28 and uh, 28. So right now you would have, let's see, you would have um, Dallas hosting Memphis, and you'd have Golden State hosting San Antonio. And it looks like those will be, those 10 teams should be the playoff teams because you drop down to New Orleans at 25 and 32. And it's getting a little late for a team, yeah. 15 and games to go to come back uh, from that kind of a deficit. So it looks like New Orleans, uh, they, they had their run, but it looks like they're kind of fading. Uh, Sacramento, 23 and 34. Oklahoma City, 20 and 38. Houston, 15 and 43. And Minnesota, 15 and 43. Watch out, guys. You're going to lose that traffic. <laughs> They're tied. Okay. And then we on, we have the Tuesday schedule here. At 730, we have Orlando at Atlanta. 
also at 7:30 Charlotte at uh, the Knicks. Uh, that's a, a big game in the in the con- in the battle here in the East. 7:30 Brooklyn at New Orleans. That's an early game. Uh, I guess TNT maybe game. because of the 10 o'clock game, TNT, it would be yeah. Clippers in Portland at probably a TNT as well. Yep. And then yep. we have Minnesota at uh, Sacramento. And then we had a couple of milestones uh, set. Steph Curry broke a record, Robert. Yes, he did. And um, I, I, did, I didn't even know they kept track of such things. <laughs> uh, this is for players 33 years and older. Uh, Steph Curry has now scored over 30 points in 11 consecutive games. And the lowest point total he's had during this streak is 33. The highest has been 53. So he's been averaging anywhere between, you know, uh, 35 and 40 some odd points a game. He's he's at 50 twice. He had 49 last night against Philadelphia. And had he hit some shots he normally makes, he could have very easily had 60. The Sixers had no answer for him last night. And I'm absolutely amazed. I'm sure Michael Jordan and and Kobe Bryant and others have went on significant runs and they have basically carried their team. But with Klay Thompson being out all year and Draymond Green not being a scorer, the Warriors really have been basically a one-man team. And and as you can see, they're 29 and 29. And if they make the play-in game or playoffs at all, it's going to be because of Steph Curry. Yeah, well, there you go. And we also had Chris Paul pass Magic Johnson in all-time assist. He's now in fifth place. Yeah. So there so, you go. And that occurred last night. So, <clears throat> Okay. LaMarcus Aldrich retired uh, from the uh, Brooklyn uh, Nets on Thursday. And uh, I guess he had injuries and so forth. And well, no, he had irregular heartbeat the night before. They yeah. discovered, you know, they I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah they okay. discovered yeah. he had yeah, an irregular heartbeat. He, it goes back. He had some heart issues going back to his rookie season. But the night before, he was playing and it was just really he said no i think it's time to hang yeah. up okay yeah. good okay oh that's why because they were talking stuff. yeah sean sean um uh, grandy was talking to uh you know uh, uh brad stevens about it and i i didn't get the context they were saying it was a good thing for his family and for him and yeah. everything like that okay Dwayne wade is apparently a part owner of the utah jazz yes and he'll have a front yes. office role and then uh, we already talked about that curry yeah and let's see and uh, let's see uh, if we oh, and by the way, the record he broke, guys, he broke Kobe Bryant's record. Kobe Bryant was he scored 10 games in a row over 30 right. after 33. But now yeah. uh, uh, Curry is 11 and counting. So Jabari Parker oh. signed with the Celtics as yep. a free agent. And uh, and he did play on Saturday night. And I guess he got about uh, 20 points for the, that, for the that's Celtics. That's correct. And Brad, and Brad Stevens put him in at meaningful times. And I found that amazing because they signed him on – I guess Thursday or Friday, and he he did this without a practice. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, and uh, Mo Va- Wagner got cut. Yeah, so he'll be uh, a front court guy this year and next year. So that's why they picked him up. They they want him to come back next year. So right. hopefully that they'll work that out. And let's see. And I think that might be about it. Oh, yeah, real quickly, it's sort of NBA re- NBA related. Going back to last week with the A Rod situation. As of our show last Tuesday, A Rod and J Lo were listed as together, but they announced on Wednesday they're broken up so yeah. she is not involved in uh yeah. and, and also also this is a good time to mention that uh charlie collier of texas was the number one pick in the wnba draft yes 
and the first number one pick by any Texas player in any <clears throat> league since Tennis Sims in 1982, because before that it was Earl Campbell in 78, and then, right. you know, it goes back to James, and, but yeah, first since 1982 for the University of Texas. Yeah, we were a lot happier around here to get uh, Roger Clemens out of Texas than Kenneth Sims. I mean, <laughs> right. that. She, let's just say in women's basketball, she's a talent. She's very, she's 6'5", she's yep. good. And she was picked up by the Dallas Wings, by the way. <laughs> okay, yep. well, that's good uh, territorial idea for them. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So, we can uh, now, any uh, more NBA anybody has or any calls or anything? Uh, no, uh, we don't have any calls, do we, Perry? We do not. Okay. okay. We'll move on to the NHL then. So, in the East. We oh, now we do. Well, hold on. Hold on, Chris. Now we do. Jerry, Jerry just raised. Jerry, oh. go ahead and unmute yourself. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot okay. to call. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Jerry. Where's, where's Hello, Waldo, Jerry. a.k.a. Jamal, anyway? Yeah. You know, we don't never know where he is. Okay, here we go. A um, couple of things. Uh, that Dodger pitcher, Julio, whatever his last name is. Julius. Yeah, we had strikeouts today. Okay. And uh, besides, didn't come across the wire. And the baseball schedules came, but I have uh, a complaint about them. They okay. Have, maybe they never determined. A lot of, if you look through it, when you get your Braille schedule, um, you're going to see that a lot of the games are listed as TBD. Time right. Of the- right. Okay. The deal is they can get the schedule from the website whenever. This year, I think because of COVID, I don't think it's Cloverneck's fault. I wouldn't blame him on this. I think that they got the schedule as late as they could, uh, you know, because teams. And the two that I saw, it looks like Texas and the Red Sox are among the offenders there because I noticed tonight's game had a TBD on there, too. And yesterday, or at least yesterday's did. Going, I don't going know. forward, Chris, a lot of them will. Yeah, and I think it's just you. You, it's not like the library quote unquote sends you a schedule. You get it off the website, the MLB website, and you you get the authorization from the library to start, and you can start. And probably it's good that they waited a little bit because there probably would have been more TBDs than there were. So um, we're just going to have to now. Of course, if you if you do the numbers that Sean suggests about the uh, calling the uh, lines, you can get the schedules and you can get uh, Perry's reports, and you can get because on the weekends you can't get XM to tell you what they're going to do. But Perry does it for every day of the year of yeah. the season, so then you'll get the times because he's his is only a few days before the game, so they'll be right. there. But you'll just have to you know work on that. That's what I had to do because I was going to use the schedule. And I said, well, I'll just use Perry's message to write this down because it's just easier. There you go. Yep. So anyway, there you go. J- Jamal, okay. you're next, so. If you want to mute there he is. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everybody. How are you? Hello. And Pierre, Pierre, you'll be up after Jamal. So if you want to go ahead and unmute, hey, I ask go ahead. for callers, we get callers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Now they're coming in droves, Chris. <laughs> yeah, they are. W- go ahead, Jamal. I want to talk. To, I want to talk about the Carlos Rodon no hitter. Okay. I'm happy that Rodon has a no hitter, and he actually looks like he's doing well this year. First time in his entire career, he's had the potential. His problem has been staying healthy. And he's on a one year deal, so hopefully this guy can stay healthy, pitch the potential that the White Sox got. What happened from, to a, from a White Sox standpoint, Jamal, you don't want to see too many incidents like yesterday with Giolito. Yeah, Giolito, no. he uh, probably didn't. Did he know the game was at 11 o'clock or uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I heard about it. I didn't check it out. but It was not good. It was, it it was, was not good. He gave up. I think he gave up, what was it, Chris, eight or nine out of those runs? Eight, eight runs. Eight, in think, the, yeah. inning, inning plus and six yeah. runs in the first inning. Yeah. yeah. And 
56 pitches total. He came out further than Pancake on Sunday morning. <laughs> yep. But the White Sox are doing all right. They're hanging they, in they there, are. and, uh, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens. And their bullpen, I, I pitched, well on, their bullpen yeah. pitched well on Sunday when they won the uh, two games. So, you know. Yeah, well, maybe that bullpen could turn it around. Yeah, you never know. You got Anybody yeah. could have a bad week. you gotta, you got to see. Okay. Pierre, okay. you're up next. Well, I guess the war is on in this house tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah they, oh. I hear the war hoops over there. <laughs> Pierre, I, Pierre, I wouldn't think that you're going to do too well, dude. The Cubs was, are terrible. I was getting ready to say the Cubs are going to beat the pants off of them, but I, I don't. <laughs> After the article I read today about the Cubs, uh, as a team, they're, they're batting 192. Against the fastball, they're batting 195. They're, uh, the uh, pitchers are averaging 89.1 on their fastball. So, so I mean, so can I'm, they? I wonder if they can work something out in a real hurry to play the Yankees instead of the Mets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and you know, I read an article too, Pierre. The, the problem with the Cubs is uh, Jesse Rogers of ESPN. He had talked to scouting directors and pitching gurus and all these people who try to figure this stuff out, and nobody can come up with any reason why the Cubs hitting has been so terrible now for the third year in a row. Whoops, Teresa's saying something back there. Yeah. She said, okay. She said she knows the feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Well, good good luck and uh, kind of, you know, shake hands and come out fighting. Yeah. That's right. Hide the handguns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we ready for the NHL? Yep, we are. Go ahead. The question is, is the NHL ready for us? In the East, we have Washington with 62 points. The Islanders with 60. Pittsburgh, 59. 59. The Bruins with 56. And they've kind of moved themselves up into the you know conversation don't, about moving up. Uh, yeah, you know, don't be surprised. Forth. They're not out of winning that division because they have, they have three games in hand on Washington and two yeah. on Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Right. And the big, we're starting Buffalo week here. Five in the next seven games are against yeah, Buffalo. They have 13 games left and five of them are against Buffalo. Well, and remember yeah. the, we were, the, what Robert has done to the, he's uh, revitalized. The same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So and they we'll got Rask. That. They finally got Rask back, and it yeah, looks Rask like I think back. they're probably going to use Swayman as their second goaltender now instead yeah. of Halak. And they should. Uh, they should. And is Halak hurt? You know, not, Halak. Well, no, it was COVID for Halak, but it's been oh. a long time. I don't. You, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's okay. Swayman is very good. Yeah, and Grizzlick is back tonight, and they, hopefully oh, they good. can get Kylo back. That's kind of tricky because that's like he's been out since that uh, concussion with Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So you never know, but yeah. But and they've also got McAvoy back, right? He was yeah. Out for a while, Although he looked, so. he looked a little shaky Sunday, but it's probably just because it's first game. Yeah. Back, so again, so they're only okay. So again, running it down quickly: Washington sixty-two, Islanders sixty, Pittsburgh fifty-nine, the Bruins fifty-six. Oh so, yeah. Then we have the Rangers at fifty-two. Philadelphia is just about stick a fork in them. They're yeah. at forty-seven, and they're like nine points out of the playoff now. And and the uh, Rangers are playing pretty well too. So I don't see how they're going to manage that. That had to be frustrating for the Rangers this week because they had four games with New Jersey and won them all. But then the, the Bruins had you know Washington. And 
Yeah, trouble with the Islanders, and they didn't pick up any points. Yeah, that's right. Uh, New Jersey, 34, and Buffalo, 31. They revitalized Buffalo Sabres. In the north, we have Canada. Uh, oh, Canada. Toronto. <laughs> well, I read Canada. I write, always write C-A-N in parentheses. Yeah. Toronto was 61. Winnipeg, 57. <laughs> Edmonton, 56. Montreal, 47. Montreal's kind of locked in. They're going to finish fourth no matter what yeah. they do because Calgary's got 41. I mean, they could, but I don't think they will. Uh, and then uh, Vancouver's at 37, and Ottawa's at 36. So Vancouver managed to stay out of last place, wow, even though they uh, weren't playing at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the Central, we have, uh, this has been crazy, and it still is, Carolina, 63, Florida, 63, Tampa Bay, 62. Then we, then we drop to Nashville with 51, Dallas, 48, Chicago, 47. So those three, you know, still have a chance at fourth. Detroit, 39, they've gotten out of last, and Columbus, 39. So, uh, you know, whatever. And in the West, we have the Vegas Golden Knights at 66, Colorado, 64, Minnesota, and Colorado's on. When are they coming back? Are they on? I, uh, they might come back on Thursday, but it depends on COVID test. Okay. Minnesota, 59, Arizona, 45, St. Louis, 44. So they're uh, fighting for that fourth spot. San Jose, 41. Well, they're not out of it yet, Robert. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're trying to make you happy. Remember, that's our goal. Uh, Kings at 38 and Anaheim at 35. On Tuesday's schedule, at 6.30, we have the Bruins at Buffalo, an early start. 7 o'clock NBC for New Jersey. Oh, yeah, okay. that's an NBC Sports Network. New Jer- at 7, New Jersey at Pittsburgh. Columbus at Florida. Uh, the Rangers are at the Islanders. <coughs> Carolina at Tampa Bay. Uh, we have 8.30, Detroit at Dallas. And 10, we have Anaheim at the Kings. And uh, let's see. I think uh, and the, the Colorado game that I guess was scheduled was postponed for tonight. That's and correct. They we'll might see. play it on Thursday, but we'll wait and see. Okay. Uh, Mark andre Fleury uh, passed uh, Eddie Belfour for well, uh, for wins as a goalie, and he has uh, he's now fourth with 485 wins. And then uh, what? Uh, Martin Brodeur has won with uh, number one with 691. Yeah, and, and Terry Sawchuk was the one I couldn't remember, Chris. Oh. He's number two. Oh, that's pretty and, good in those shorted seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then um, uh, Liberto Luongo is number three. Okay. And uh, uh, although uh, since Robin Leonard's come back, they have not used. Flurry, so I don't know how many more starts he's going to get. So we'll see. Okay, why don't you talk about your guy, uh, uh, Patrick Marlowe? Yeah. yeah, well, um, Patrick Marlowe broke an NHL record last night that a lot of people in the NHL never thought would be broken. Uh, he broke Gordie Howe's most game most games played list. He's now one thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight. Gordie Howe is one thousand seven hundred and sixty-seven. And as a friend of mine pointed out, he played 499 games in the uh, WHA, or Gordie Howe would still have that record. Um, and uh, Marlowe, is, he's uh, extremely durable. He has not missed a game since April of 2009. Wow. Um, and on Wednesday, he will play, uh, when they play Las Vegas again on Wednesday, it'll be his 900th consecutive game. And there are two, there are two active players. I don't have Keith Yandel's totals. But both Keith Yandel and Patrick Marlowe could break Doug, Doug Jarvis's consecutive games played streak next year because they're both uh, Yandel's over 900 and Marlowe will be as of Wednesday. So um, that record could fall twice next year. So 
is pretty remarkable. And Marlowe's already said he's going to come back. They're going, he basically said they're going to have to rip the jersey off of him. He's going to play until he can get his name on the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's, Doug Jarvis is 964. So that's right. the total that they're, that they're shooting for. I heard yeah. an amazing stat with this model that he's played with 37% of every player that's ever played in the league. That like is, with or against. You know. that, yeah. that is correct yeah. because uh, you count all of his ex-Sharks teammates and then the counting the two years he played in Toronto. And remember last year, the Sharks traded him to Pittsburgh for the playoff run, so he played with a lot of the Penguins now, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. So we have a few college items, too. Do we have any more hockey that anybody wants to talk about? Uh, no. no, I think okay. that's... So Arizona hired uh, Tommy uh, Lloyd from Gonzaga. Gonzaga assistant is their basketball coach. Uh, let's see. Uh, U- University of North Car- Carolina Greensboro. Uh, Wesley Miller uh, was hired by Cincinnati. I didn't even know that Cincinnati had uh, gotten rid of their coach, but they did. Basketball again. And then, um, the, and, uh, yeah, uh, USC uh, went on probation, but it's not going to be too bad for them because they uh, it's a two-year probation, but they've already done a lot of sanctions themselves. And uh, Tony Bland, an, an assistant, accepted a bribe. Uh, he was uh, an assistant, and he apparently was trying to hook up some of his players with the management team, you know, you know uh, from some agents and stuff in the NBA, and took a, a bribe. And so they have had to cut down on basketball scholarships and, and some visits that they could make and stuff. But they're not going to be out of the tournament or anything like that because they had already self-sanctioned and cut back a bit on their program. So. <clears throat> and then, um, and let's see. Uh, I guess the other thing, uh, the uh, the other thing is, I guess the NCAA is voted the one-time transfer porthole rule. So why don't you explain that, um, Sean? Right. Yeah. This, and the, right, and the by the way, the coaches right. do not like this rule. No. Well, the transfer portal has already been in existence, that part of the rule, to where before you had to go to your coach and ask for a release. However, in the last couple of years, you didn't have to do that. And But now uh, they have – and this is already in effect in the Olympic sports and the minor, but in football, men's and women's basketball, hockey, baseball, and softball now, you can apply. You can do a one-time rule where you do not have to set out. And several of the conferences have already approved that you can transfer within conference. Big 12 is already saying they're going to get rid of that rule where a coach can stop you from transferring to another team in a conference. But uh, what they're going to do this year, you have to put in by July 1st that you want to do it for all all of these sports. Now, starting in the 2021-22 season, by May of 22, football and basketball has to be done by May 1st. Hockey, baseball, softball are by July 1st. I don't know why hockey is a lot later. Maybe because, like I said, the NHL draft and they can get drafted and then decide I'm coming. But you can. it's a one time. You do not have to set out. Uh, like Perry said, yes, some coaches do not like this, but other coaches are definitely taking advantage of it, like Chris Beard. Oh, they certainly are. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that are not. Like some, especially the football coaches are not real happy because – what what this is? Fran McCaffrey is, is not happy. Of, yeah, most of the spring games are going on right now. They're finishing up. A lot of them are finishing up this weekend. If say you don't like well where you're going to be positioned after your spring game, then all of a sudden you can go. You know what? I'm leaving by. I'm I get in by May first. Now 
I mean, I personally think it makes somewhat of sense because a coach can leave. Yeah. A coach can leave anytime, yeah. and you get a new coach. You're like, well, I want to, you know, I don't, is, things are yeah, going to go he, well. You know, the other coach was, uh, you know, he told me I'd start, and now I'm not starting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and, you know, and anybody else, and it's already been there in the other, in the minor sports now. Like I said, I mean, I, I get what they're saying. It opens up a whole new brand of recruiting. <clears throat> it does that. It that's, Those are the negatives on it. But, you know, on the positive. Positives, like I said, it's you know it's it makes them even though we all know they're not, it makes all these sports quote unquote even because they are. Remember, say all together, student athletes. Right. <laughs> well, I think and, it's good for the teams that aren't as good like BC in football because you you could have an open spot like in, in the offensive line or a running back or you're you're a running back and you're not getting to play yeah. in somewhere else and you can run behind that offensive line. BC's offensive line, you so why not? You know, because yeah. they've always had offensive. And by the lines. way, and also with this extra year of eligibility that was granted for the NBA draft and Major League Baseball draft and all these, all players, even seniors, have to declare for the draft this year. That, that's another thing out of college. Uh, and Alabama had 48,000 at their spring game. It's the biggest crowd at a sporting event since the Sunday before everything shut down last year at the NASCAR event. So it's the biggest. biggest Were they all socially so distanced? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know, but I have not heard anything out of that. I haven't heard any. They probably any were. They probably the, were because that, that normally I think their stadium holds almost 100. So they probably got yeah, a 50 percent. Yeah, they're saying by the way yeah. here that the Red Sox, uh, when they come back from their homestand, might be able to go up to 25 percent, which would bring them up to about. And uh, I have not heard any reports out of the. I haven't heard any reports out of the Rangers opening day game. Any problems either? So no. Second, by the way, uh, uh, to update people, uh, Dodgers did beat Seattle one to nothing. Okay. Uh, and uh, there were only there were only three hits in the game. The Dodgers only had two hits, and Seattle only had one. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I guess uh, that's all I had for uh, for. Uh, College stuff. Anybody else got anything? Or are we going to move on to the poll question? I guess we'll get to the poll question, yeah. Okay, then. Go ahead. All right. Well, folks, as I said, you call in 646 876 9923 and 287 723 4600. Hit pound key twice. Talk about your dream matchups in different sports. Who, who teams from any era that you that you'd like to see play each other and it, it could be it could be two of the same team or one team playing a different you know it could be like you could, you could have two Celtics teams or two Bulls teams or two 49ers teams or two Cowboys teams or you could have a Cowboys and a 49er you, it's it's your dream matchup or you know like I said and individual sports so yeah, right. come on in let's okay. start with Chris I, w- I would like I think I would like to see an all time Celtic and I, I'd have to sit down and do the 12 man rosters for each team and I'd want to play a long Long, nice long 11 game series or something like that. So you get everybody in there and everybody can play mix and match. You can have Russell playing with Bird. You can have you know uh, so Chamberlain about, and what? Yeah, I was talking like teams from different era. Like a different, yeah, but like I'm, a, I'm saying all time Celtics, all time Lakers. Get all the okay. all the all the great players on on uh, both teams and just see who's the best Ooh. franchise. You know, I mean okay, these yeah, guys have been fighting. They're tied in championships now, and you know what? Uh, who's who's the best? Uh, go all the way back, Mike and Kuzi and everybody, all the way up to the guys today, and just let them play and uh, you know put 12 guys on each team and just let them play uh, for boxing I would like and I remember they did these things uh, this guy Guy LeBeau did this stuff in 1967 where he had all these computerized fights and they put them on the radio every Monday night it was pretty cool and 
and um, they had a they had the different fights, and uh, I think I remember I don't know exactly who fought. I know one fight was Marciano and uh, Muhammad Ali, and I'd like to see that. Yep. And then and I you know I'd probably root for Marciano. He's our guy from around here. That's and then right. uh, like uh, Jack Dempsey and Joe Lewis. You know, people have always talked about that. Uh, for golf, I'd like to see like a big four. You know, between Palmer, Nicholas, uh, let's say Ben Ben Hogan because he won. Uh, there was a big dominant guy in the early fifties, and Tiger, and have them uh, battle. Yeah. You know, uh, for a four day tournament, see how they did. So those would be the ones I can think of right off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll think of some more as we go along. Oh yeah. Well, Rick, all right. um, I would like to see the '86 Celtics play one of the six the teams in the '60s of the Celtics. Just yeah, okay. two great, you know, great teams, but a different style of ball. It would be interesting. 60, Sixty-four or five were probably the best yeah. teams in the for the '60s. Yeah, yeah. And um, in hockey, I'd like to see the seven sixty-nine seventy Bruins against one of those Flyers Broad Street Bullies games. Oh, that would be a <laughs> because, hell of a because lot I love fun. I love blood. That would be that, that would be a hell of a lot <laughs> of fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, which would be better, the seventy-four Flyers or the seventy-five? Seventy-four. Because we get we had a score to settle with them. They beat it in the final. So. Yeah. Okay. And what? One in football that actually has nothing to do with Boston. I, as as a fantasy football fan, I love to see scoring. I'd like to see the a game between the Buffalo Bills of the early '90s and that Houston team with with uh, you know the what they call it the run and shoot or whatever it was. Oh yeah, but, Warren yeah. Moon and I mean yeah. they, they, both teams would just be up and down the field. You know? How about uh-huh. the Chargers in '82? Those, those yeah, Chargers, those two, yeah, yeah, they'd be good. Or, or you could or you could put the Rams in there. You know the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Rams yeah. in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, that's mine. Okay. Harry? I suppose that would be my football one. You know, any of the the greatest show on turf against any of the run and shoot, you know, you'd, you'd have points galore <laughs> yeah. coming out of there like none other. But the other one would be maybe not necessarily a team thing, but everybody always says, you know, you, you hear this debate over and over and over again, the LeBron and Michael. Boy, wouldn't yeah. it be great to see LeBron at his best and Michael at his best play one another? Yeah, the best yeah. the best Bulls team yeah. and the best LeBron team, whether it's the Lakers that, or the Cavs. That's right. That's right. Because the then whatever. maybe then maybe we could settle. You know, who really is the greatest? Yeah. And, and, by, and by the way, they're both very yeah. very great. So it's right. not like it was like bad. The third, like the 2013 uh, Miami Heat was waiting on them against like the 90s was the late 90s Bulls teams or one of yeah, those. Right. Yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. that'd be good. There you go, yeah. Bill. Well, I don't know. I would probably say some college basketball. I like to see Indiana and some Indiana Kentucky games. They've mm-hmm. always had such good great games. Indiana Louisville, Indiana Purdue of course. Yeah, um, you'd have uh, Patino coach half of the other teams, you know, that'd be good. Well, he's, he's coached two or three of them, so yeah. why not? I'm, I'm guessing Bill Fran McCaffrey would just tell you keep Indiana out of here. Yeah, yeah. He probably would, but uh I mean, who knows? Rick Pitino could be at Indiana coaching. You never know. Uh, you, uh, never know those situations. Um, Pacers are playing so bad right now. I can't see them matching up with with anybody. Um, boy, you know, I, I just remember great college matchups when I remember I was a senior in high school, I think, and it was Oklahoma and Nebraska in one of those right. games and Notre oh. Dame, Michigan State Same games. Day they played, yep. yeah. Yeah, remember some of those good games? Notre Dame, Michigan yep. State game and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. things like that. So that, when I think well, the of Colts, great, you know, you'd have some good, uh, you know, the Colts, 
had, and, you know, of course, quite a rivalry with the they did have quite a rivalry with the Patriots, you know, when they were in the same yeah. division. That was that was quite a thing because the Colts were a good team. So, oh yeah, they they played some. Played some great games, and I think when we the one, the one we up, always remember is the one where um, who, who was it they stopped on the goal? Willie McGinnis stopped the guy on the goal line. Who was yeah. the? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Edger and James? Stopped yeah, him on I the think goal so. Line yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. So the, we they those good games. So that's my little small contribution. Okay, Robert. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking about this for when Sean asked the question. I would love to see the 2016 Golden State Warriors play the 1996 Chicago Bulls, and then we could settle once and for all. Uh, who's better, 73 and nine or 72 and 10? Okay. Well, the you know, 16 Bulls didn't win the t- uh, Warriors didn't win the title. I know, but uh, <laughs> see, the one of the debates that was going on around here is, uh, well, who would be better? The, you know, the 72 and 10 Bulls, or the, and Steve Kerr was on that team, so we'd have to find a different. Coach, well, you know, the but, interesting thing about that when you bring up teams that didn't win championships, perhaps one of the best Celtic teams ever was the 72-73 Celtics. They had a better record than the, uh, they won 60 some odd game and right. never nobody remembers them because they didn't win the title because Havlicek got hurt and they right. lost to the Knicks. So. And, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, we had some strange things occur in that Cleveland series, but, you know, I'd really like to settle that debate once and for all. Uh, play the 96 Bulls against the uh, 2016 Warriors and, and have them battle it out. And uh, I mean, and I, and I mean to be totally fair about it, remember Steve Kerr said, it really doesn't matter, that's a regular season thing. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I, I I think fans fans in Chicago and fans of the Warriors would like to see that. Oh, they you know. would. They would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's, All right. that's mine that I came boxing? up with. Any, box- ahead, any boxing? Wait a minute, before you go, what, any boxing matches you'd like any, to see? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, uh, let me think about that. Um, that was the first one I came up with off the top of my head, Chris. Um, I'll have to think about the boxing. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead, China. All right, I got a few things here. Got a few. I'd like to see. Well, first of all, individual matchups. I think one that would be real good is Chris Everett versus Serena Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how yeah, about Mart- how about Martina Navratilova against her? You know, that was the other one I thought of too. Martina yeah. or Everett. I mean, interchangeable. One of the you know, one yeah. of them, and and also a couple from college basketball, the 83 NC State team going against the 85 Villanova team, the two Cinderella yeah. squad. Oh, that, that would be fun. Yeah, you got uh, 86 Celtics, which Rick mentioned, you know, the, the basically one of your first big super teams when they went out and got Dr. Scholl, Bill Walton, brought him in, and they were really <laughs> going strong, you know, and have them go against the 98 Bulls, the last run with Rodman and all the, yeah. the chaos that we, want, that we yeah. learned about last year from the last Yeah, both dance, veteran uh, teams, both on their last championship for a while. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Another one I thought of was the 87, the Miami Hurricanes, when they won, they beat Penn State there, remember? The 87 Hurricanes going against the 05 Texas Longhorns when they beat USC, you know, because mm-hmm. both of them at the various times were called. It's the great game of the century, you know, both the undefeated teams playing both games, you know, so yeah. like, that would be mm-hmm. a good one to match up. Or any one of those teams from the U, from that Jimmy Johnson era, you know, because that was, I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, that was Testaverde in 87. Yeah, yeah I think that was, so. That was still Testaverde. So, I mean, that would be, those are some of my matchups. But do we have any callers? With we do. Jamal, why don't you unmute and you'll be up first and then uh jerry you'll be up after jamal 
Hello, how are y'all doing once again? I got a few of them for you. Okay. Okay, first of all, on the NFL side, the 85 Bears against any of the uh, Tom Brady-led Super Bowl champion New England Patriots Oh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Get them back. And and, and I'd also, well, I don't think that would happen. I think Brady would. I think it would. I would also like to see the... 85 versus the 2019 Patrick Mahomes. We'll, we'll, all right, what we'll do is a Patriots representative, I'll give you the uh, 0304. I think it was the 0304, uh, I think was the best defense that they had of, of you know, in that uh, era, the second Super Bowl win. You know, So I think uh, we'll, we'll put those guys up against your guys. Okay, and, and I also said the Chiefs now on the uh, NBA side of the house, I would like to see the uh, 90s Bulls against the uh, Golden State Warriors of a few years ago. I told you Chicago fans would go for that. And, 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 and I, th- I think that the Bulls would take care of that one. And I'd also like to see, I would like to have also seen the uh, 90s Bulls against the LeBron Miami Heat and even the LeBron led uh, Lakers. And I think if that were the case, then Mr. Jordan would show, would have shown that he's the uh, better player there. And yeah, let's see. Yeah, and let's see what else. That it would be good. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would also like to see the Blackhawks from the mid twenty teens up against those Edmonton Oilers teams in the eighties. Now, Jamal, yeah. which do you think was your best Chicago Blackhawks team? 2010, 2013, or twenty fifteen? Probably uh, twenty thirteen. Okay. Yeah, and they came. Uh, they were behind what two games to one, and they won that series against the Bruins. So yeah, that's right. Yep. So, Jerry, you're up now, so if you want to unmute. Okay, let's see. Well, you know, I've always dreamed about a Pennsylvania Super Bowl, and I would like to see that happen some years. Uh, matching, uh, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, which Eagle team and which Steelers team are you going to pick? Yeah, really, Jerry. Which I'm going to pick the uh, Eagles team that won the Super Bowl, you know, a, a few couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. Against the Steeler team, you know, back in like the '79 and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be okay. good. And them guys. Okay. I somehow don't think Foles would pick the Steelers apart. I think. The no, I don't. I don't think. That. I think you're bringing Sutton's. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. It would be it would be fun to see, and uh, also even if they even a matchup between the uh, Eagles of you know 1960 when they beat Green Bay to win it all, yep. and, and the, uh, the the Eagles that won the Super Bowl, you know, the last time that would be good too. Oh, an Eagle versus Eagle match. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's have the. Uh, the you know the last Penguin team that won the Stanley Cup in hockey, we could have them play the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, well, hey, once they get through with the Bruins, they can play the Penguins. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We could do that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. And Robert, do you come up with any fights you'd like to see uh, since I gave you a little time? Um. Uh, no, I'd really have to think about that one, Chris. Okay. Well, we probably yeah. these. It's not like there's an unlimited supply of these questions, right? So they may come around yeah, again. They, they yeah. come around again. Yeah, yeah. they come around yeah. again down the line. Okay, we got any other uh, business to do? do? We do not, Chris. So right. go ahead. So here and, we and go. One, then, then Chris will get done, and then I can listen to those sorry Cubs. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah. we have William Red Mack, 83 years old. He uh, uh, he uh, played for the Steelers from 61 through 63. Philadelphia, Joe. 
Joe Kuharik in 64. He's originally from Notre Dame, so Kuharik probably brought him in. Remember, that was the time he got his 15-year contract. It was ridiculous. And then uh, then, uh, Pittsburgh again in 65, and Atlanta one game in 66. And uh, he was a running back, uh, a wide receiver and a running back. Oh, and then Green Bay also in 66. (coughs) Played nine nine games, or eight games, nine games in 66, one for Atlanta, eight for Green Bay. Mainly played on the special team, but he did win Super Bowl one, and uh, you know he started in twelve of fifty-eight games, fifty-two receptions for a thousand fifty-nine yards and eight touchdowns, and uh, seven uh, for Pittsburgh, one for Philadelphia for the touchdown, and no uh, catches for Atlanta or Green Bay again doing special teams. Okay, and then uh, moved to South Bend and worked for uh, Bendix after retiring from football. Then we have Alan pa- Pastrana, and this is a sad story. This is what used to happen with injuries. You really got hurt, and you could mess up your career. Nowadays, they can fix you up better than you were before sometimes. In, uh, he's, he was 76 years old. He was from Annapolis, Maryland. He uh, played for Maryland University of Maryland 65 through 68. He was a linebacker his freshman year. Then he switched to quarterback for the rest of the time. In 66, he set an ACC record and a Maryland record with 17 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Then he tore his MCL in April of 67 at practice, and then he was out for the year. And then in 68, came back. He had he was mediocre. He had uh, six touchdowns in 68. Then he got uh, – and then Boomer broke his record uh, later on, of course. Then he was drafted by Denver, and he was behind uh, Steve Tensey, the all the all great Steve Tensey, of course. <laughs> and he played only two games in 69 and with no passes. Then he, then he uh, – he played three of the five games that Tennessee missed uh, in uh, 70, I think, uh, and he had uh, 29 for 75, 420 yards and one touchdown. And then a severe concussion uh, ended his career, and then it also altered his personality. And then he was a junior college coach after that at Anne Arundel College in Maryland, and uh, and he died of pneumonia from uh, COVID. But that's one of those things where you know people now bounce back from injuries. You don't expect a guy to. We talk about it like we vaguely. Say well, when Brady was up, oh, will he come back as good as new? I don't know, but they always do. That doesn't happen anymore. That people lose their ability after they come back from an injury. The surgery is so much better and stuff. You know, they just lose time is what they lose. It's amazing now. And we always give the examples of Bobby Orr, Mickey Mantle, and the people who just don't name well, it. it could have been so much better. Well, you know? Chris, that's why a guy like Pat, Patrick Marlowe at 41 years old, being as durable as he is, and has you know has yep. not has not missed any kind, any kind of yeah. game since. Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's amazing. That's why. That's why it's a remarkable thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, even Big Z has missed games. You yeah, know, that's right. and he's older, so you know. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to go back to Bob Leonard. We talked about him last week, uh, and uh, David apologized. He was. I was writing down what he said, and he was sort of skipping around. He, of course, was eighty-eight uh, years old, and uh, he's in the Naismith Hall of Fame for coaching. He got in there in nineteen in two thousand fourteen. And then uh, he played for the uh, Lakers in Minneapolis from 56 through 60, and then the L.A. Lakers 60-61. So it was just before they got really good. And then Chicago Packers in 61-62, and then the Chicago Zephyrs in 62-63. They were two different teams. That's why when we were talking about original 
teams and stuff, I mentioned the Zephyrs and Bullets because uh, the Packers, when I actually went out of business, they picked up a lot of the same players to go over with the Zephyrs, but there were two different ownerships, two different names, and the whole bit. So that was 62-63, and he was the head of, he was player coach of the uh, of the Packers and the Zephyrs in 62-63, and then he went to Baltimore with them, and from 63 through 64, he was the coach, uh, head coach, and then the head coach of the Pacers from 68 through 80 in the ABA, and he won champion and in the NBA. He won championships in the ABA in 70, 72, and 73. And then, um, and in, uh, let's see, he won uh, the NCAA championship uh, with Indiana in 1953. NBA uh, stats were 4,204 points, 112, uh, 17 rebounds, 1427 assists. He had uh, a coaching record of 573 and 534 combined in the ABA and NBA. And then he's in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame uh, for broadcasters and uh, and coaches, and first in uh, in the Indiana University Hall of Fame in '85. And then uh, he did the color. He started uh, doing color with the Pacers on uh, and he's in '85 on TV, and then he switched over to radio. And then uh, and boom, baby for his three pointers, as we know. And he actually, uh, oh yeah, as they say, actually did TV first then radio. He had a heart attack on March 13th of 11, and then three falls in 2018, and he stopped uh, for two months in, at the end of the 2018 season, but came back on uh, the, in 2019 for a while. So uh, we already talked about him uh, and a real uh, bellwether of the community. Got those uh, season tickets for the Pacers to keep him in Indianapolis. And, you know, really uh, somebody everybody enjoyed uh, out there. Then Harold Bradley Jr., 91 years old, and he was the uh, first African-American father, part of the first African-American father-son team to play, and he played for Iowa. His father had played there in the in 26 and in the NFL in 28. And then, uh, so Harold here was undrafted in 1951, but he played for the Browns from 54 through 56. I wonder if he went into the military, maybe. And then for the Eagles in 58, don't know what happened to him in 57. David didn't know. Yeah, let's see. Started uh, uh, 37 of 47 games. Uh, one recovered fumble. He was an offensive lineman. Uh, and I said, uh, first uh, father and son uh, to play, of uh, African-American father and son to play in the NFL and for uh, Iowa. So that, that's pretty good. Uh, Lynn Thomas, 61 years old. He played for the 49ers in 81 and 82. And uh, then played four games with the Oakland Invaders in 84 in the uh, USFL. Uh, let's see. He started one of 24 NFL games and three pl- and all three of the playoff games. And he, uh, he was uh, on the Super Bowl winning team that beat Cincinnati uh, 26-21 in the Super Bowl 16. And, uh, and in a- January of 82, he played in the, the three playoff games, so which meant he was in the game with uh, Dwight Clark's catch. Then we have Leroy Keyes, 74 years old, played for Purdue in 67 and 68. He was an All-American, and he was the third Heisman Trophy behind O.J. and uh, Gary Beban in 67, and second uh, runner-up to O.J. in 68. And then... Um, the Purdue beat USC 14 to 13 in the 67 Rose Bowl game, and because of that, I guess he must have been a good player in that game because he made the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. That's probably the all timers that ever played in the Rose Bowl. Third pick behind George Koontz, that was the uh, offensive lineman uh, for Atlanta, and OJ, the Buffalo pick in '69, and then he played for the Eagles. That was by the Eagles. Played for the Eagles in '69 through '72, uh, then three games for Kansas City in '73. In 1970, he had a torn Achilles. 
Philly, so he only was out for most of that year. He started 39 of 48 games, three touchdowns, and all uh, in his rookie year. And then he was a safety in 71 and 72 for the uh, for the Eagles. And then back to running uh, backup running back for the uh, for the uh, um, Chiefs in '73 when he was a defensive back. He had eight interceptions and three fumble recoveries. And then uh, he worked for the Philadelphia Schools for 16 years. And he was a linebacker coach at Purdue in '95 and '96. And then an administrative assistant in Purdue '97 and '98. And then the John Purdue Club staff from '98 through 2011. And then uh, voted greatest ever in, in the hundred years of Purdue football. And then uh, College Football Hall of Fame in 1990, Purdue Hall of Fame in 1994. And that was a, he was a charter member of the Purdue Hall of Fame. And I told you he was uh, elected to the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame in 2010. And 12-11-14, uh, he was on the P- Mount Rushmore of Purdue ball players. That I guess Big Ten Network did a feature on the Mount Rush- Rushmore for each team, and he was on there with uh, I will find them with Drew Brees, uh, with Bob Greasy, Drew, Drew Brees, and Rod Woodson. So not bad. And he died of cancer. Then we have uh, Bruce Larson, 94, head of head basketball coach of Arizona from 61 through 72. Arizona alma mater, was his alma mater and head of uh, athletic director at Eastern Arizona College from 51 through 57. Then head basketball coach and AD and uh, at a community college uh, when Weber, Weber State was a community college. And then a junior college from 59. And then uh, they were the junior college champions in 59. And then assistant at Arizona for 60, 61, then they had, as I said, 61 through 72, 136 wins, 148 losses at Arizona. And uh, let's see. And then uh, uh, let's see. I get, I think that's uh, that's all I have on him. Then we have Nelson Haggerty, 47, head of Midwestern State, head coach of Midwestern State, which is a Division II school. And uh, he was uh, Wichita Falls. Uh, he, he played. He coached there from 11, 19 through uh, 2011 through 2019 at the Midwestern State. 155 wins and 87 losses, and then uh, five straight Division II tournament. And then he lead eight in uh, 14. This is, of course, basketball. And then uh, he was from Hutchinson. He coached at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas, an assistant 97 through 99, and then assistant uh, North Shore High School in uh, Harris County, Texas, 2000 through 2002. Houston. In uh, Houston, yeah, said Harris County, North Shore, Harris County. And when you're done with this, I have score updates. All right. Assistant uh, for uh, – uh, let's see, uh, Pittsburgh State in Kansas from 03 through 06, an assistant in Division II Central Missouri in 07 through 09, and then assistant Midwestern State in 09 to 11, and then he got the head coaching job. And then uh, and he died in a single car accident. And then we are getting there. We have Johnny Pearson. Okay. He was 95 years old. He uh, played for the Bruins from 1946 through 1958. He was a right winger. He had 544 uh, games, 153 goals, 173 assists, 326 points. And then he was, uh, then he, in the 49 playoff games, he had 10 goals and 16 assists for 26 points. And then radio, okay, so what happened was he was the radio voice of the Bruins in the 60-61 and 61-62 seasons. He didn't do very well. And somehow that information has not gotten to all the people who put together bios on anybody in uh, Bruins broadcasting. So I know he also did some games in uh, the 59-60 seasons because uh, uh, 
uh, Fred Cusick used to work on the Saturday afternoon game. So he did the play-by-play, and they did hire him to do that for two years. Then he was out of broadcasting until 69, and then he started in 69-70 season with Fred Cusick. He was doing the color, and uh, and uh, David found the Stanley Cup winning goal where you just hear Johnny Pearson for a couple of words, but he was there. Then he went over to TV uh, in 1970, and for 70-71, he worked with Don Earl over there. Fred was still on the radio for another year. Then he was on TV from 70 through 85 as the uh, color man with Don Earl and then Fred Cusick. 85, he became the studio analyst until 1995 when he retired and then uh and kevin ball called paul dupont found that stanley cup clip he well he he had it he had recorded it when he was a kid he was in high school and he recorded it so that's why anybody's got it now uh and then we have fred arbana 82 years old uh, he played for the uh, dallas texans in 62 then kansas city through the uh, same franchise 63 through 70 and then uh five afl all-star uh, uh five-time afl all-star won the afl championship in 62 for the chiefs and in 66 and uh, who when they went to play they won the championship and that was their last game in 62 then they went and played the packers in the super bowl but they won the afl championship in 66 and then in 69 70 they won super bowl four of course beat minnesota in uh he's in the Kansas City Hall of Fame. He's in the Michigan uh, Sports Hall of Fame because he played for Michigan State. Uh, let's see, let's see, 116 started 116 of 118 games, 198 receptions, 3,101 yards, 34 touchdowns, and then uh, then uh, let's see, no playoff touchdown, and uh, let's see. And he was the second. Uh, he's now been passed for tight ends by both uh, uh, Gonzalez and uh, Kelsey. But he was uh, for a long time, of course, their leading tight end. Uh, and then he was uh, he was all star in the AFL sixty two through sixty five and in sixty seven. He was attacked December of sixty four, but uh, kept playing afterwards. He legally blind in one eye after the attack. He was attacked on a Kansas City street. And then uh, he was uh, then he was a legislator in, uh, in Missouri for over forty years for the counties in Kansas City. And he, the ninety nine the Longview Golf Club was named after him. So that was a good honor for him. Then let's see. I think we've got two more. If I am not mistaken, uh, we have. Um, hang on. Okay, uh, I know. Here he is, Bob Foraker, 83 years old. He did the Celtics. Well, okay. I think this is again another thing where they have different years that David USF found. I am pretty sure they, they did their games. They'd gone to a Worcester station after the Celtics. They didn't have Bill Russell anymore, and they went to Channel 27 in Worcester. And I'm pretty sure that he replaced Tommy Heinsohn, who became the coach in the 69-70 season. But they didn't have quite those years. And I think he did them through 71-72. So basically three years uh, for the voice of the Celtics on TV, because I think they went over to Channel 4 in 72-73. Those weren't the years they had, but anyway. And then. Uh, uh, and he also did Holy Cross football from uh, 1970 through 2018, replaced Bob Gamere doing that. And then uh, football for, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Holy Cross announcer, 70 through 18, football, 70 through 15, then basketball, 89 through 15, and then women's uh, also until 18. Then he b- did the Bay City Bowling Show in Worcester. It must have been a Worcester show because I don't remember it, no. from 1970 through 1981. And then the uh, high school uh, did play-by-play of them before he got to the uh, to Channel 27 from 62 through 69. And then he did the WLB, W. LBL Worcester counts in uh, 89 and the CBA Bay City uh, Bombardiers 
And then, so he's the only guy that ever did NBA uh, and uh, WBL and, and uh, CBA basketball. He did a bowling show on Nesson, which I didn't remember, from 85 through 91. And then he was on the uh, Holy Cross Hall of Fame in, in 07 and the Candlepin Hall of Fame in 08. And he had heart surgery in 05. He continued broadcasting, but they think maybe there were some complications from that. And the last guy is Jack Smith, 85 years old, Dodgers reliever from 9-10-62. He came up, pitched for them in 63. And then his last game was with the Milwaukee Braves in 621-64. Dodgers in 62-63, as I said, uh, eight games in 62-4 for the Dodgers in 63, and 22 for Milwaukee in 64. Got his big chance, and that's when they figured they'd send him, send him home. 34 games. He was 2-2, two and two, 4.56 ERA, 31 strikeouts, and 49 and a third innings. And then in the minors, he was 55 and 65. Uh, no, in the minors from 55 through 65, he was 94 and 84, and uh, 799 strikeouts in the minors. And a long-time Atlanta barber until uh, he succumbed from, to Alzheimer's. And uh, I think that is it. Okay, right. score, scoring update. It's been the Mitch Moreland show in Oakland. He's already hit two home runs today. Way, way to go, Mitch. Uh, the A's are up three to nothing, and they've already knocked out Matt Shoemaker, and they've still got runners on in the bottom of the fourth. So. Okay. All right. Wrap it up, Sean. All right. Well, if you want to listen to this great masterpiece, there's no Sports Labs Live uh, again, or if you want to tell anybody to, tell them they can download it by uh, going to legendoldies.com or typing in Sports Lounge Live in their podcatcher. Tell your device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. And then next week, we will see you again. We'll have the draft preview. We'll be looking ahead at the Derby, all kinds of other, and our usual baseball and playoff hockey, basketball buildup, and everything else, other other fun, fester stuff. So come back next week, and we'll see you.